a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and today I'm very pleased to introduce to you our guest, Rebecca Cooper Knowles. She's an RN and a CNO, and she's with Intermountain Healthcare's community-based care. We're going to be talking about the new program, Intermountain at Home. But first, can I ask, what does CNO represent? That means that I'm the chief nursing officer, so I'm responsible for all our nurses and a lot of our clinical support, as well as our clinical programs in conjunction with my colleagues at Intermountain. So that's a lot on your shoulders, right? It is. It's a great job. I feel very fortunate. Yeah, I feel very fortunate that I have had multiple opportunities in my life to have nurses be pivotal in our care, whether it's a chronic health condition by a family member, whether we're in urgent care, you know, ICU. It's just been extraordinary for me to see the dedication of nurses. I just wanted to get that out there. Now, it's called Intermountain at Home, but the reality is community care has been provided by Intermountain Healthcare. So let's just talk about that in general. Yeah, we have always been a great provider of care in the home through our home care services. And that includes things like home health, where nurses come and visit you and or an aide will come and help you. Um, it also includes hospice and home infusion, home medical equipment, where we deliver equipment to people's homes who need it. Um, and home palliative care. So we've offered a lot of services in the home for a number of years, but we're actually expanding that with our Intermountain at Home program. Tell me more about that program then. So that's taking services that we've traditionally provided in a clinic setting or even in a hospital and bringing that care directly to people's homes. Wow. So give me an example. Yeah. So an example would be prenatal care visits. Traditionally, prenatal care visits are always done in a clinic setting, Um, and typically that is in a community or even maybe next to a hospital. But now we can offer some of those prenatal care visits in your own home with your own medical equipment right there. You can keep it in a drawer, and then you take it out and you visit with actually one of our nurse midwives will visit with you over a telepresence and get the monitoring, all of that done when you're just sitting in your living room. I actually think that's inspired. Um, I lived in another country, and we had a prenatal care visit in home after the birth of my first child. And she actually, by having one-on-one time with me, she was able to – there was no nervousness for me to be in a clinical setting. And she was able I, – I felt like I was able to be more honest that I hadn't slept for <laughs> for days. <laughs> and she was able to give me some guidance in addition to my health care, to, you know, to life tips for infant care and mother maternal care. And that was extraordinary. So at how would we differentiate whether or not we would get clinic care or the opportunity to have something like prenatal care in our own home? The best thing to do is to talk with your healthcare provider to determine if you would be someone who is eligible because not everyone is eligible for some of those services. For instance, with our prenatal care in the home, we really like it to be 
um, not your first baby. And also that you're having a low-risk pregnancy so that we're not worried about complications where it would be much better for one of our care team to make sure they're laying their hands on you and you're in a clinic setting where we have access to immediate lab services, imaging, things like that. But if you're in a low-risk pregnancy with your family around you or your young children, it's so much more convenient to be able to just sit in your home. And frankly, you're not going to be exposed to maybe some of the things in the waiting room and other kids and families. So it's a little easier for our low-risk patients to just stay at the home where they can access the same great care. Right. And what I refer to, I should have said, is postnatal care. So I should have mentioned that. Um, And so not necessarily with your first child. Tell me why. Yeah. Well, Right now, we are beginning the program, and so we felt it was, when we really think about who is the lowest risk, we know the lowest risk are folks who have already had a baby before and their pregnancy went well. The same, we can expect usually very much of a similar course with the second or third or fourth or beyond pregnancy. So it just makes people feel a little more comfortable when they've already been through it once. It's been a while since I've had prenatal care, but so when we have these prenatal care visits in the clinic... Is it only sporadically that we give urine samples and or, uh, you know, they're searching for our own heart blood pressure and looking for those kind of elements? Yeah, we don't do that at every visit for our low-risk women. For women who are higher risk, they may have more tests and procedures almost at every time they come in for a care appointment. But for our low-risk women, they don't get those procedures every time. And we do make sure that those women have a scale at their home that's working. We provide one of those. We also have a fetal Doppler, which is to measure the baby's heart rate when it's in the uterus. So you would actually have that in your home with you. And the midwife would be able to listen with you and make sure that you can find the baby's heart rate. Sometimes that's a little bit hard in a pregnancy to figure out where to put that. Um, And the midwives can walk you through that. And then we also provide a home blood pressure monitoring cuff so that we make sure your blood pressure is okay. And you don't have to be an expert. You really just have to know how to put the strap on and Velcro it. That's yeah, and I've been it. taught how to use that. You know, I <laughs> yeah. actually learned through Intermountain Healthcare. I'm like, I got to make sure that I've got a certified blood pressure <laughs> monitor to make sure it's actually going to be as accurate as possible. But I, for me, it's a change in healthcare because what that does, and I like the word empowerment, we want information about our own development, especially when we're carrying a child. So the idea that we'd have that Doppler there and that blood pressure monitor there and then have the ability to share that and communicate. And you said the the um, midwife would be conferencing with a smartphone or over a laptop. That's right. Mm-hmm. You can use a smartphone. Um, it's through the same platform if you've ever heard of the Connect Care Intermountain's Connect Care, which is a system where you can log on with your phone or a computer or a tablet, and you can see the healthcare provider right there on the screen. It's like you're doing a FaceTime or a Skype call. They're right there. They can see you. They can see your family. They can look at your your body if they need to. Yeah, we've used it, I, I think, four different times as a family. And you hit a point that I thought was extraordinary. Let's say we have um, a mother of three young children bringing all those into the car strapping them down, then getting into the waiting room and waiting whatever that wait time might be before. That changes not only her level of anxiety, right, but it's not always a a positive experience. So this lets her 
get that communication from home. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We definitely think it's very convenient. And um, some of the moms participating in this program right now have said how much easier it is for their other children because their kids can be involved with what they would normally do during the day. If they're having a snack, they can keep having a snack, but they don't have to come into the clinic and get dressed and behave appropriately and all of those things that can sometimes be really hard with young children. So the first step is if someone, for example, is interested in that prenatal home care with Intermountain Healthcare, they talk to their primary care physician or their OBGYN and say, I understand there may be an opportunity for this. That would be a good start. Um, The prenatal program, we're just um, beginning that. It's been rolling out now for a number of months, and we're mostly offering it at the Salt Lake area, so at our um, Intermountain Medical Center campus. But we are hoping to expand that rapidly so that it can happen all over the state because, frankly, it's even in our rural areas where people really are driving a long way to get into a clinic, and that feels like there would be great benefits for those families too. That's where I go back to the connect care with Intermountain Healthcare because whether you're in a rural area or in a busy urban area, if you have access to the internet and a tablet or a smartphone or a laptop, you have access to either a PA or a physician and you can immediately, for, I'll say immediately, but the wait times are pretty good. I'm just going to say that. I, surprisingly, sometimes the longest I've ever waited was like eight minutes and up on the screen, a, up came a, a healthcare provider to answer our questions. Just extraordinary. It is exactly right. We typically see in the Connect Care wait times of under five minutes. So it is very fast and it's very convenient and it's very affordable when you think about how much it costs for a regular clinic visit. And so many more people are paying for health care right out of their own pocket because many people have what we call the high deductible health plan where you have to pay or your family has to pay the majority of the cost right up front until you hit a certain amount. Well, tell us what other home visits you can get with the Intermountain at Home program. We are expanding into a number of different areas. Mm-hmm. So palliative care at home is also very important. When we think about some of our higher risk community members, patients that typically have many chronic conditions or struggle with um, very serious illness, those folks really could use and benefit from special care that focuses on comfort and helping with pain and making sure they have the best quality of life that they can. And that's our palliative care program. We typically offered that in the hospital setting and also in clinics. But now we're deploying that to people's homes because these are our most vulnerable patients and it's really hard for them to get out of the home. And palliative means pain? Tell me what palliative means. Palliative is really about comfort and caring for people typically who have multiple chronic conditions or very serious medical conditions and they're wanting to have the best quality life and the best life possible despite having those illnesses. And the palliative physicians and nurses are trained specially in helping people get the best relief from the symptoms they're experiencing so they can have as normal a life as possible. And they may be one of the more challenging populations or or our neighbors around us for them to get into the car and get into a clinic. So this brings that support right to their home. Exactly. Mm. These are often patients that may be in a wheelchair. They may have assisted mobility devices. They may be using oxygen all the time. So getting around 
particularly moving in between care facilities, that adds a lot of burden when I think most of those folks would much rather spend that time doing something that they feel passionate about as opposed to going to a medical clinic or and, hospital. And is it depending on the complications, whether or not they will have a teleconference call or whether they'll have a physician or a nurse visit them? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So if with our palliative, it's mostly direct person-to-person care. So it may be a nurse, a nurse practitioner, or a physician that would come into the home to work with a family and the um, patient who's experiencing the symptoms. That's extraordinary for me. For those who have just joined us, this is Rebecca Cooper-Knowles. She is a registered nurse. She's also over and in charge of a lot of nurses at Intermountain Healthcare. And we're talking about Intermountain at Home. It's a new program that brings services to patients at their homes. And so we're glad that you've joined us. We talked about how some prenatal care could be provided at home. Some palliative care could be provided at home. What other type of in-home? We also are, um, we have been doing a small amount of primary care in the home, and we're actually looking to expand that dramatically by the end of this year. So we're talking about when you have your regular primary physician, maybe a family practice doctor or um, internal medicine physician or provider, that the care that you would normally get with a regular wellness visit or your annual physical You don't need to go into a clinic to have that done. We can do that for you directly in the comfort of your own home, your living room, in a private space in your your living area. And would that be, again, with a blood pressure cuff available to you? Or would this just be the general, like you said, how are you doing? And I know that Intermountain Healthcare has been a leader and having primary physicians not only say, how are you doing physically, but how are you doing mentally as well? Yeah, This would actually, the care team would bring everything that they would need into your home. So weighing and blood pressure monitoring, oxygen. We can measure how much oxygen is in your blood and how your breathing is. With the stethoscope, we have all of those things. Also, we can do lab tests, simple lab tests right there in your home. Some of them are tests we can even get the results of in your living room. Which would be immediate test result. right away. All in favor. (laughs) Um, What about physical therapy? Physical therapy is absolutely something we offer in the home, and it's especially helpful for families that are struggling, even with their young children, sometimes need physical therapy after a a significant accident or an illness where the body hasn't been able to recover to the full level. That's also true in our senior population and even for adults that have chronic illness or have suffered from a serious or major injury. Tell me, what inspired the idea about the decision between clinic visits and in-home visits. What have we learned uh, about healthcare in general? Yeah. Well, beyond convenience and lower costs, which are huge things, we also know that when people's family members get involved in their care, they tend to have better outcomes. So they're less likely to need to go to the hospital or be readmitted or go back to a clinic or experience a serious complication. We know that in people's homes where they live normally, there's the Uh, less germs and there's less illness than when you're exposed to a lot of people, especially a lot of people who may have other illnesses. Well, I think working as a healthcare professional, you're aware of that. And I don't know that all of us are aware of that when we're sitting sometimes in a waiting room and or an emergency room. Uh, Again, we don't want people to not avoid the emergency room. You got to get in there. But even in the halls of a hospital, we have illnesses at a higher proportion there. Right. Mm -hmm. We do uh, Intermountain Healthcare takes that very seriously, and we work as hard as we can to make sure all of our facilities and locations are clean and safe and really comforting special places to go where people can get amazing care. 
But being around other people who are sick, naturally, sometimes germs are in the air, and we do our best by putting masks on people when they come into our spaces who are ill, or even having special waiting rooms. But some people also just don't feel very comfortable in a clinic setting or a hospital setting. They feel nervous, or have you ever heard of that white coat syndrome? I heard about <laughs> that white coat syndrome, and it's a real thing. Tell, and for those who haven't. Please tell us what that is. So what happens is that sometimes when people come into a healthcare facility, they feel really nervous or worried. And that manifests itself by them having higher blood pressure, higher heart rate, and demonstrating symptoms that they normally never have in their life. But when they come into the clinic and we're measuring those things, they seem abnormal or a little bit higher than they would normally. And it, and it makes us think and worry that there might be something wrong with the individual that really isn't the case. So in other words, they might have elevated blood pressure because they're anxious about being in a clinic setting and seeing, you know, a healthcare provider, what could they be telling me? And that might not be an accurate mm-hmm. reflection of your sta- your normal blood pressure exactly. levels. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we know when we do home blood pressure monitoring, we typically see levels that are lower than in a clinic setting. And those are the levels that people are actually normally having in their day-to-day life. So it's a more accurate measurement. And when you are having home monitoring equipment and a close connection with communication to your healthcare team from wherever you are, we can pick up symptoms sooner that you might not realize are actually a problem. One of the areas that I um, am so excited about that we're offering at Intermountain is for some of our higher risk patients after they've had orthopedic surgery, we can give them home monitoring equipment so that when they go home and they're taking usually strong painkillers to help with the post-operative pain, which are really appropriate, we can make sure that they're not having any of the adverse effects effects from those medications that could, say, slow their breathing or make it a risk for them to have very serious consequences from the treatments that are helping them after they've had surgery. Now, if you haven't had a family member recently have orthopedic uh, surgery, and I have, I've had a couple of family members, oftentimes if they are left alone to manage manage their own medication, if they're on just within the first day or two when you have heavier meds that you're helping you with that, you know, the, the greater pain that occurs shortly after surgery, they may not be um, uh, sharp enough. They might be under the influence of that substance and they might not be monitoring their their pill intake. So I always recommend, I mean, okay, you've got to have second person helping them with that pain mm-hmm. pill distribution for that first 72 hours. I mean, I'm not a nurse, but that's what I found. So tell me how this is similar. Yeah. So this takes that that message, whether you're a nurse or not, is the right one, that you need somebody from your family or neighbor, somebody who cares about you after you've had surgery and you've come home to check on you and make sure that you're safe and that you're doing okay with your pain medications and your post-operative recovery. And this is an added piece of information that can help those caregivers and the patient themselves know, how am I doing by providing remote monitoring equipment? You can have that equipment right in your own home. It's very small. It fits right on the side of your bedside table. And it will tell you and have alarms go off so that your caregivers don't have to be watching you 24-7. They need to go eat and use the restroom and take care of themselves too. But the alarm would tell them if there's something they should be worried about, and then they know to call the healthcare team right away to find out if is this serious and what do I need to do? Again, and your your point was that also that the pain meds can slow our breathing down. And so that machinery, is it looking for our oxygen levels and then letting us know you've now 
and, and everyone reacts differently, right, to pain medication. You, as an individual, are not getting the oxygen you need. Is that what the alarm is communicating that's or ex- other things too? No, that's yeah. exactly right. It tells us when the breathing rate is too low and the amount of oxygen in your blood is at a level that is more dangerous. And it also measures your heart rate. So if your heart rate is too low, if your breathing is too low, and your oxygen saturation is not where it needs to be, any of changes in those areas are very significant that we want to make sure that they're not happening at a dangerous level. That's extraordinary information for a patient and a caregiver to have right in their home. Because again, you feel so vulnerable for those of us who are not healthcare professionals. When someone's out of surgery, those first few days, it's almost a little bit like postpartum. I'm not exactly sure if everything's okay. Do I call the... And this gives some vital information. It wow. does. And these are the same tools we use in our hospital settings that our nurses use to make sure patients are safe and healing and recovering in the best possible way. These are the same pieces of equipment we use. We know that we can deploy them to people's homes and their caregivers, their family members can use these same pieces of equipment to make sure that safety and healing is going well. And my latest experience with a family member after orthopedic surgery um, I had this kind of um, moment. We had some family members in the room and the healthcare professional would come in and we were just starving for information because we felt that shared responsibility to take care of someone. Do you think that this in-home care helps provide more information for family families? And more information, more individualized care. Do you, do you see some of those benefits? I definitely think it does. It helps family members feel empowered to um, know how to do a great job and know when they need to get extra help. And it also can give people peace of mind. The patient or the individual who's has the illness or the surgery themselves know that I'm safe at home, and that's where I feel most comfortable. I haven't met anyone yet that's told me they. Um, slept better in a hospital setting than in their own bed. Pretty much they would prefer to be in their own bed. Well, and we know healthcare professionals need to come check in on uh, on them, but it is a slightly noisier environment. I'll go ahead and agree with that, although you guys have done a beautiful job for, for my child when he had um, some intensive surgery, so I appreciate that. I, before I let you go, you know, sometimes talking about cost uh, makes us uncomfortable, but this is an issue every family is facing. Is it correct that income, in-home care could lower costs up to 30%. Tell me about that. It is true because what we're doing is we're taking out some of the higher cost elements of health care that happen in our facilities. So there's facility charges and monitoring charges and all of those things weigh into the total cost of health care. When we can lower the total cost, then we can say, pass those savings on to our health consumers. Um, And that makes a big difference for all of us. So up to 30% is not unusual. If we even were to look at Connect Care, a Connect Care visit is typically $49. If you were to call Connect Care and we realized, boy, you need to go see a clinic. Actually, we waive that charge. It's not $49. Then it's no dollars. We're just going to say, go into the emergency department. You really do need to be seen here or you need to be seen. They'll help direct you to the right place. The other thing that I think is important is a regular visit in a clinic is typically over $125. So if you think about that cost savings, $49 versus $125, that's less than half. Especially for those of us who have chosen plans that have that high deductible and we're paying out of pocket. And and I, uh, it's funny that I, I'm, uh, you might think it's interesting that I'm saying I've used this, it works, but you know, I have a son who worked in a healthcare uh, facility and he had um, an infection 
And I couldn't tell the difference as to whether it was MRSA or a staff. I don't have that knowledge. We used the Connect Care phone, uh, dialed in, right? Put our information, up came a physician. I held the camera to his leg. We took a look at that. And the physician said, you know what? It looks an awful lot like MRSA, but I want to be exceptionally sure. So I'm going to now send you to a hospital so that you can get immediate lab uh, checking. And again, the $49 that I would have been charged for the Connect Care was waived. And we had the information we knew of when should we go into emergency care and when are we okay. So I'm very grateful for that. That was an extraordinary experience for us. Good. The other area that I would say when we think about cost is we've also talked about, and we will uh, launch before the end of this year, some hospital services, hospital stays that people would normally have for certain conditions, lower risk conditions. Those can be done at home. And those will be very much less than staying in a hospital because you won't have all the costs of the hospital stay, which is typically quite expensive. Are there a couple of examples you could give me of those? Yeah. So sometimes we have patients who have congestive heart failure, um, and that that is a very common diagnosis. Also, some pulmonary disease issues. And we know that those patients can be safely monitored in their home so long as we're carefully following them and there's nurses available who will be in the home as needed. We can provide the same great care you'd get in a hospital in a home setting. And they'd have the equipment to they'd monitor. Have, I'm imagining COPD and yes, individuals like they that. They would have more equipment than, say, for the prenatal visits. But that equipment would also be remotely connected to people and nurses who are monitoring you 24 hours a day, just like we do in the hospital. Healthcare changes. It's extraordinary to see how we're, you are working or we are working to bring the this life-saving care to all of us, regardless of our zip code, right? And trying to make it more affordable, regardless of our income and insurance. So I appreciate that. If people have more questions about the Intermountain at Home program, where do they go? Well, the first thing I would recommend is they talk with their health care provider, their primary care provider, to see if they would be eligible for these types of in-home services. The other great um, resource would be intermountainhealthcare.org, our website. There's a lot of information on there as well. Rebecca? Cooper Knowles, a registered nurse with Intermountain Community-Based Care. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Thank you.